if you're still concerned about catching COVID, then just admit your precious vaccine works less than Jared Kushner does on his tan. When he's got Ivanka to do whenever she talks dirty to him in Mandarin on his birthday again. Resuming her role as Christina Taikuchi, otherwise known as Jewess, who swallows. Two seconds later, Jared Kushner blows a follow-up load for two minutes into her face and says, The Russians are coming! The Russians are coming! Hide your borscht soup recipe for Passover or worse, screwed. Fast forward funny. Holla! Comedy record 120. Thank you very much! Exposed my three kids to South Park last night. We watched the one-hour COVID special. I can't take that hour back after Randy bangs on another load. Daughter asks, Daddy, why is Randy so tired? I say, because he's strangling his life shooter to death. Anyone would be drained dry after squeezing in a village worth of love juice like Brett Michaels from Poison Backstage after they open up and say a tour. Cole called a New York-based comedy manager today. My pitch went well. I call myself a stay-at-home Shima comedian. I sent a link for comedy record uh, 90. So I'm dating myself this material a little bit. If you could believe it, perfect laugh lines. It's heavy on the hollas, yet the hardcore hilarity and twine is impossible to deny. Thanks for giving Pure American Originals a better name by representing nothing but Endless Hacker on your side. Holla! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much! <laughs> Baby formula resellers on eBay are living high off the hog these days. Unfortunately, my mother threw away my G.I. Joes along with all my leftover baby formula, too. I could have been a Gerber baby, but my cheeks were too big. I pounded formula the way Takashi pounded beers on the tricycle in Revenge of the Nerds. Formula One was my sponsor. I call my wife the boob doctor because she works as a lactation consultant. Her phone is blowing up for tips these days. You'd think she ran a temp agency for drag queen readers. Or us. Breastfeeding is cool if you want to turn your bed into a 24-7 open milk bar. Baby cries for boob. Wife says, if I give baby booby, he'll be on the boob all night long. And I say, your boob all of a sudden is more important places to be. Be glad your torn up nips are getting any attention at all. Last night, I sucked on my wife's nipples, which was hard to get into because her milky tap still tastes like a regrettable non-fat latte. I launched my own father-son cooking show on YouTube called Better Than Booby. If the dish is good, my son calls it a double fister. If the dish is medium suck, it's a yuck yucker. Cashier scans our sushi at the Chico's. I say, Samuel, do you like sushi better than booby? Son says, eat my buck carrots, moron son. So my son gets hit on by old women constantly. Last one said to him, when you get older, you'll have three girlfriends to juggle. And I say, if James Woods had this kid's face, your estimates wouldn't be so conservative. My wife also works at the NICU, checking for vital signs on blue-faced babies, which makes me feel like a bigger narcissist uh, than my younger brother, because all I check for is for retweets. And my brother takes selfies of himself driving to post on Facebook. Brother says, I'm not a narcissist, bro. I say, dude, you post selfies of yourself driving on Facebook. The point of objective return is, pass you by, bro. But mom still breaks out into canker sores on your behalf. So don't get too down in the dumps, bro. 
despite you making Hunter Biden, aka Sir Snort a lot, come off as a slacker underachiever in comparison. At least Hunter gave up blow for blow painting, allegedly, after giving up doing blow in tiny bars in Wilmington, Delaware, over Christmas break, only hearing last call from the bathroom stall. While his buds and the Sons of Anarchy yell, Where's Hunter? Who else is going to pay for this shit? And that's why I'm the soppy second son, folks. Now you know why I seek love from strangers for a living. 500 podcasts later, 6 books later, and 119 comedy records later. To eventually be released on my greatest hits box set, perform famous called Totality of Me. John Lennon wished he was this productive during his stay-at-home dad years. I give my parents three beautiful, fuss-free grandchildren, play the role of hair metal comedian historian on VH1 Classic as the head writer of America's Hard 100, pen the great American Jew novel, which got a stellar review in the Midwest Book Review, proving that I wasn't too overtly Jewy annoying for the Heartland's taste. Do you believe in miracles? Ha! Miracle and ice lives! Thank you very much! <laughs> so, what added value does my younger brother add to our family tree? LinkedIn, <laughs> outside of providing some repurposed cocaine jokes about my brother and Hunter Biden's fake news honor, <laughs> on his birthday after Jill said blow, Hunter snorted the cake. But I'm the deplorable piece of shit because I used to support Trump on my, my podcast for free. Plus, I'm the yuck yucker in their eyes because I refuse to get the clot shot. That works less than Russell Westbrook and Kamel Anthony running the triangle offense. But if you want to talk tampon shortages, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony should be the next spokesperson team for Tampox Tampons. Name another NBA duo responsible for stopping so much flowage. Last, Biden voters complaining about the price of gas these days is in poor taste, don't you think? That's like Jenny Buss complaining about overpaying for LeBron or Obama yelling at Michelle for hiding a secret stash of almond joys he hid behind a box of duct tape from Costco that he digs into whenever LeBron, you know, fails to advance deep or even make the playoffs for that matter. <laughs> Mr. Groper, voters who complain about gas prices being higher than a killer biolab coke made in Wuhan is an embarrassing luck. Like, no, I won't jump off my own bridge Cuomo having to return his book advance money and his book about leadership, which is like Hitler writing a book on anger management Woody writing a book on hands-off parenting and Durant doing and Durant being picked personally to do a TED talk on how to block out the sound of cyberbullying or R. Kelly getting granted early parole to babysit the latest Kardashian out of the womb. I want to get my brother. Sorry, folks. I I lump my brother and mother together as one. <laughs> my mom's from down south, and, you know, I know that interfamily relations are a little bit more of a uh, norm <laughs> uh, below the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> but I want to get my mother the narcissistic abuse recovery book for Hanukkah just so she could play dumb. Why do you get me this book, Scoops? So you'll understand why I'm the soppy second son for a reason, Mom. Holla! For Formula One, baby, not getting over it. Thank you very much. If you don't want to make out with your daughter, it's because she's wearing mama's clothes again. Woody Allen lives. Holla! 
that's when the glitter fades. <laughs> Stevie Nicks lives. Ah! At least now my daughter won't bang the stripper pole for a living as Destiny Epiphany anytime soon either. <laughs> Doing her best J-Lo act at the Super Bowl. Hoping Ben Affleck drunk dials her again. Mission accomplished. Unholy Father makes Show Me Your Cockaball Sandler blush. Heavenly Toppers towering on. All up your gaping anus hole. Ah! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much. Bill Gates enters a juice bar. Bartender says, the regular umbilical cord stump smoothie? And Mr. Smartwater says, does this sweater make me look too bloaty? <laughs> I better cut down on placenta salad bars at Alicia Silverstone's house. Amazing lives. Ha! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much. Is Bob Seger guilty of pedo-punctuated lyricism on his album Night Moves when he sings Come See Your Papa? If you need a pacifier, then he sounds like Christmas came early when he sings, call me anytime. I'll try to be your pacifier. If you feel like a horse blazing at the bit, it's because I knocked out your fucking teeth because you chomped down too hard on my carrot stick. Fast forward funny. Next morning, little girl blue asked, daddy, why did the tooth fairy hook me up with a whole lot of Bitcoin under my digital wallet pillow last night? Is it tooth fairy another cheap Skate queen like Lou Reed. Father still drunk on firewater. Hell screams. The Rock slept in for a change. All right, you ungrateful bitch. Where's your friend Jenny? Hanging out with Gump again? Unlike you, she's got good southern etiquette and doesn't mouth off and talk with her mouth full of more shrimp. Next time your cousin Billy Bob pays a visit. Truly tasteless jokes about incest, cousin fucking, and pedo punctuated. Lyricism, live. Ha! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much. Bob Seger. Only comes across as a harmless peeping Tom loser in the song Main Street, though, who doesn't even get his courage up to enter the strip club, let alone offer a tip to the DJ of a 20 spot if he plays the 22-minute version of Whipping Post from the film Maurice by the Almond Brothers Band, so Seeger could get the most bang out of their one song per dance policy on Creeper Tuesdays. Instead, all Seeger does in the song Main Street is creep on the so young and sweet stripper by watching her through the glass to the smoky live beat. Should have been called Blue Balls on Main Street. Weird Al on a highway to hell lives. Ha! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much! Wife says, what about reproductive rights? And I say, our daughter has the right to close her legs anytime, anywhere. Don't you like the idea of negative dicks entering her neuron-sensitive snatch before her cherry-popping period? Then again, look how Hillary turned out. Is that following perverted science? Castration nation? Unholy father? Flexes on. Holla! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much! I think the term ghosting is gay, even for my taste. Because what ghosting really means is... Choke on a bag full of dicks and die for all I care. So send me new tip picks already and prove to me that you still care about getting my ego off for a living. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> Wife says, are you ever going to come endless dick? And I say, not until the Ukrainian flag comes down from my house, babe, because that will mean Russia lost and I'll be able to juice for joy at the pump again. Endless dick. Fast forward funny. Holla! Thank you very much! I'm loving my monogamous relationship. 
with sobriety, that being me abstaining from alcohol, straying from sobriety will only make me feel like a dirtier Jew than usual, like going to the massage parlor on occasion, regardless of my conscious feeling squeaky clean soon afterwards, knowing how my grizzled reflexology therapist, who's older than Yiddish, wasn't yanked off the boat yesterday. Fast forward funny. If I go to an AA meeting in the future, I'm going to introduce myself as a scumbag strayer slayer, which sounds less defeatist depressing than, hi, my name is Michael Kornbluth, and I'm a degenerate Jew alcoholic who has to use his fingers to figure out simple arithmetic. Daughter says, Daddy, how many zeros are in a billion? Daddy, did you really have to ask Alexa that? Doesn't this disqualify me from getting bat mitzvahed? <laughs> are you financially illiterate, Daddy? I'm wondering if your Hebrew name, Moneybags Mordecai, is under judicial review. Fast forward funny. Groping Biden, creeping on Megan Raponi in the fake news Oval Office set. Forget Liz Cheney. Unlike her father, Dick, I aim to please. The boogie boarding Kenyan draped my chiseled packs with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Michelle didn't approve, but Tony Morrison and Maya Angelou never had a three-way with Cab Calloway. So, fuck what's talent got to do with it. Turner 2.0. Jonas Salk gave the polio vaccine away for free. So, why don't you cut the Dyke Act out and take a knee for your country? What? You don't think Camel Toe Harris had an experimental phase in college? She didn't come out as Pearl Necklace Harris overnight. Salmon breath. So are you going to hook up the big guy with some lockjaw love or not? I'm only giving you this medal so you don't kick around any more conspiracy theories on Fox Sports about how soccer players are dropping faster than Kamala Harris's kick the can clit on holiday in St. Bart. Fauci, you know, Dr. Noki. Got this medal for keeping Magic Johnson's secret stash of AZT drugs under wraps before it made all traces of HIV in his system disappear. Why else would Magic play nice and pose with metrosexual gecko at the Rams game since he turned California into the sunshine-scurring tent city that it's become sponsored by REI? Now start rubbing your butch cut against my leg hairs. I like that. Or you don't care about black people like fake news fro. Kaepernick. You don't think he sports a fake news fro? Fish breath? Have you ever seen a biracial afro that large before? Slash tried to grow at his fro, but it was a total flop. Lenny Kravitz can never make his fro bounce that way. Fast forward funny. Ha! Thank you! Very much! Why is there a cream cheese shortage again? Are jihadists sending care packages to Jerry Nadler? From Zabar's to make his arteries explode faster than Jared Kusher does after Ivanka talks dirty to him in Mandarin on his birthday again. Callback special number one, Deluxe Supreme. You're welcome. Fast forward funny. Ha! As Bill Gates tipped the scales of justice and Beyond Meat's favor by taking a large swath of cows with the clot shot yet, who are dropping faster than Kamala Harris's kit the can clit at a private new beach in St. Bart's during. Madonna Appreciation Month. Callback special. Supreme number two. It's your lucky fucking day. Fast forward funny. Good job, y'all. Ha! Thank you very much. Cream cheese is made from milk, right? But Amish horses aren't forbidden from taking HGH to pick up the pace, right? Now their horses won't trip over their bowls while rushing to make deliveries to the local farmer's market in Philadelphia, which should be a seamless change of pace. Cream cheese is hard to locate at the supermarket because of supply chain issues. 
I thought the supply got swallowed up by all the moderate Muslims in Minnesota who wanted to separate themselves from congressional rep babyface Omar. Gonna work it out! After she described the anniversary of Amy Winehouse's death on Twitter as something happened to a parasitical Jew bitch who exploited the great Palestinian songbook for all it was worth. Wife says, we'll run out of pasta this summer because of the ravaged wheat farms in the Ukraine. And I said, is that where Kellogg's gets their shredded wheat? Wife adds, we get all our wheat from the Ukraine. I add, then why isn't Zelensky on Wheaty Boxes then? Oh, that's right. He's a Jewish comedian, despite giving his kids communion. So calling Zelensky Jewish is like calling Jihadi John Jewish. So unless Kansas stops growing wheat, I'm not shitting flax seeds over this babe. No offense. Fast forward funny. Holla! How do I point out Ukrainian soldiers sporting Nazi tattoos to my wife on Wheaties boxes while being sensitive to her mom's Ukrainian roots? Your mom did yell murder them the last time Germany played South Korea in the World Cup. Their punk rock stylings are more dated than Yiddish. Yada, yada, yada. Ha! Fast forward funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm against drag queen reading hours because library lights don't look flattering on anybody, especially on a poor man's Marilyn Manson impersonator. And who made drag queen appreciation an essential enrichment activity for all kids under 10 these days? Not just hipster spawn from Brooklyn, reared on Lou Reed Records. How do librarians find these drag queens exactly? Do they contact Central Casting in West Hollywood? Hi, I need a drag queen for a reading hour in Rochester, New York, so the pale as death look will fit right in. You do realize you're calling Central Casting in West Hollywood, right? Who's going to cover Fabiola's bus fare to Rochester? Librarian says, I don't fucking know. Have Bev Mittler Vimo me if you want to get reimbursed. Have Fabiola suck off the next trucker convoy. Come through Canada for all I care. That should snag her enough donation tips to keep her blowjob ready lips comfy and warm in case those Canadian come police seize the truckers fuel again. Those fascist faggy bastards. Fast forward funny. Ha! Trudeau resist this. But seriously, who knew drag queen reading hour could be so lucrative for those between hormone blocker treatments? It's practically recession proof. <laughs> the demand for busted Donna summer types and vampy looking cadavers and rapidly fitting drag queen regalia is insane. I just don't think the drag queen leftover extras from Pee Wee's Playhouse or pinup material on par with Cece DeVille and Bobby Doll on the cover of Look with the cat dragged in. Plus, my sons are extra picky, so good luck getting my son to blow his hard-earned lawnmower money on your torn-up-looking lap dances, Fabiola. Ha! Fast-forward funny. Thank you very much! Democrats winning. They have made progress with abortion because nobody can afford to have babies anymore. They have made progress with climate change. All Americans are united behind telling Biden to blow his talk of wind farms, solving our pain at the pump. Up his ass. Long time all the time. President Poopy Pants. Holla! Fast forward funny. They have made progress with gun control. Our military just gives them away to the Taliban for free now. Which shows incredible fiscal restraint on Uncle Sam's part, don't you think? <laughs> Halliburton lives. Holla! Rotten fucking hell. Democrats winning. Puke guns are us. Holla! Fast forward funny. Thank you! Very much! So, I know that mask mania still exists a little bit, but does mask mania get any crazier than your daughter? They're learn, learning how your daughter had to have to practice her flute in a mask for band practice. <laughs> Outside of still having to wear a Monet cloud mask upon entry into the 
Metropolitan Museum of Art in Manhattan today, as if they transformed the museum into a freaking French brothel to keep the donations coming in honor of their new Henry Miller art exhibit, brushing up on STDs, otherwise called Paris Dicks, are burning. Fast forward funny. Henry Miller lives. Holla! But seriously, does mask mandate mania get any more radical jihadist loco than schools forcing our kids to wear masks during band practice because the CDC and Dr. Noki know best? As if my daughter's auditioning for the part of Snake Charmer Temptress number one in the remake of Temple of Doom. Indy rates Hunter's lost laptop for the CCP's riding number tattooed on Mr. Groper's balls. <laughs> I don't care that there is a special hole in my daughter's mask to blow her flute, like a moderate Muslim housewife in Saudi Arabia on the set of Saxon City 3. Mario Cantone's hellhole ass is still being thrown into the Sarlacc pit outside of downtown Mecca because it's still Sharia law century is here to stay. Blowjob by his infidels. Ha! Fast forward funny. Cantone lives. Funny Fagels. Plain enough to go around. Thank you very much! The only way to strip the allure of playing the magic flute with the mask on anymore is if it was made special order in Wuhan that was flew through Chinese FedEx next day, drawing back delivery. Heavenly toppers. Holla! Perfect laugh lines. Holla! Fast forward funny. Holla! Thank you very much! Although the best part of my daughter's band performance was the band teacher downplaying how much the fourth grade class who played before sucked because they had to practice longer in mass than my daughter's fifth grade class did. <laughs> band teacher adds, you think Jabba's Cantina Bar band had a hard time breathing in those prosthetic masks in the August Tucson heat? Carrie Fisher breathed easier after finally making weight to play the role of Jabba's least bitch who wasn't dark enough for R. Kelly's taste after having her upper ribcage removed when subsisting on parasites alone through the desert pit holes of Tatione, went enough to get her into banger pretty shape already. Lucas Love lives. Ha! Fast forward funny. Thank you! Very much! 621 million views on Vivo for the Aerosmith Crazy video. Clueless and Liv Tyler were never that crazy hot in their prime pump years to begin with. Lumped together, they're a B-cup max. Steven Tyler has plumper lips than their tits. Joe Perry sports a more rockin' bod when he plays topless in the Crazy video. Alicia Silverstone looks like a formula baby going on 16 with those formula baby cheeks. And in the crying video, she's wearing an oversized flannel shirt and jeans looking like a bloated bulimic slacker suffering from body dysmorphia issues up the wazoo. Bulimics, you know, greedier anorexics. Elvis isn't kicking Priscilla Presley to the curb for formula baby cheeks. Plus, Jerry Lee Lewis isn't telling his go-to communion date during his cousin cherry popping phase to pack all her belongings into her Fisher-Price farmhouse to make room for Liv Tyler's saggy nanny ass is all I'm saying. But with the advent of internet porn on demand and commercial-free television, who's watching the crazy video? By Aerosmith on Vivo, exactly. Besides those who took an interest in Alicia Silverstone after she tweeted a video on Twitter kiss-feeding her son miso soup and bok choy to get Paul Rudd jealous again. She doesn't have much kissing chemistry with her son either, but it's hard to get into formula baby cheeks making out with her kid way past five Mississippi, even if Liv Tyler did a half-assed strip tease act for her 
in the crazy video 27 years ago before magic made HIV disappear. Still, the striptease lacked the choreography seen in JLo's Super Bowl routine when she forced her kids to dance in fake news cages while banging a stripper pole to death, hoping Ben Affleck would drunk dial her again. I just can't get past Alicia Silverstone's blotchy formula baby cheeks while making out with her kid, looking like she took a load to the face with an Elmer's glue gun under house arrest during COVID to get her son into the lockjaw love mood again. I don't even take a sip of Snapple if my son takes a sip from my bottle first. (laughs) I hate to come across as prudish, but Alicia Silverstone... Shouldn't act surprised when she told Entertainment Tonight about the time her now five-year-old son made a move on mom, feeling cockier than ever after watching her kiss Paul Rudd in Clueless because his hair is black enough Asian to remind him of sucking down chewed up bok choy from mama back in the day. But Alicia Silverstone claims she'll leave me now with her son to turn him on to the plant-based diet. That's one way to raise a bad boy, soy boy, before throwing concrete milkshakes made from soy milk while trick-or-treating as a wannabe punisher Vigilante in a black target hoodie for Antifa. Alicia Silverstone claims she made out with her kid to scare away the paparazzi away, who camped outside her house after her son was born. At least she recognizes that her son can't do a convincing kiss on cue, like former kid actors like Stephen Dorff either. But don't feel bad for Clueless. Alicia Silverstone is worth $20 million from those crazy music video residual checks, I'm assuming. Either that or Alicia Silverstone is making a killing in Beverly Hills by kiss-feeding other celeb kids instead because SAG actors are cheap. And refuse to pay their assistance gas money to fetch more formula across the border. That's most likely spiked more fentanyl made in China. Anyway, that's killed more crackers in our country than Lena Dunham kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. So like Hillary, Hammer Time Chemicals would say, What difference does it make? Huma liquor breath. Lush is on. Holla! Cake bread sellers lives. Thank you! Very much! Pissy. Life hack tips. Do it all, Dad. A self-described stay-at-home female comedian performs another killer set in his bedroom office on his Do It All Dad Year podcast. My quest is to make my son a shallow sleeper, so he won't piss his bed anymore from being such a deep-thinking sleeper. I'll stop talking to him like he's a Talmudic scholar for hire, or my personal rabbi, <laughs> as if I'm. The uh, funnier version of Robert Frost. <laughs> he had his own personal rabbi. <laughs> rabbi Samuel. Is it better to be loved by your kids or by strangers on stage every night at the Comedy Cellar? While getting your funny man freak on for a living. Son says, get a life, ancient moron, and figure it out yourself already. I'm still only five years old. Remember? Flipper per baby lives. Ha! But seriously, is deep programming deepness considered a legitimate pissy life hack tip? That's a shortcut to improve parental happiness if forcing your kid to wear a nappy to bed is no longer a drawn-out tug of free will anymore. Reality is, my son only pisses his bed at night, so my pissy life problems have to be a result of my son being too much of a deep sleeper. You might think I'm being a tad melodramatic for yuck generation's sake, but having to duck on your kid's bunk bed to make his bed after watching his soaked Star Wars sheets and bed covers is enough to push any man to the uh, dark side of no return. Like going to Mardi Gras for Bill Maher's uh, Third-Legged Beauties tour uh, sponsored by Bareback Nation. Holla! Thank you very much!
You make it sound like that's not going to be uh, such a uh, dark uh, dark trip for your soul. You seem to actually get uh, some sane, sustained stiffage out of that prospect. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, but no, that would be a death sentence. So I'm not interested. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank God for internet porn. So last uh, safety rail left. Fast forward funny. Holla! Thank you very much! But seriously. You might think of being a tad melodramatic. <laughs> but, so if I want to avoid tripping my son's wet sheets off his bed again. Like he's a young Corey Feldman who's been hitting the bottle too hard with Sam Kinison backstage at the Comedy Store again on a slow Tuesday. I could shame bribe him by insisting... We can't watch baseballs ever again unless he comes out as the farm boy from Princess Bride for Halloween. Except whenever a homeowner giving candy asks, what do you dress as for Halloween? Samuel must say, piss bucket boy from History of the World <laughs> before flashing his plastic pumpkin candy holder. that's packed with PJ mass nappies to the max. At first, I thought banning my wife from giving out at first, I thought banning my wife from giving our son melatonin gummies would prevent him from falling to deeper states of extended sleep. While contemplating who would win in a street fight, Rudy or Rocky, if Bruce Lee trained Rudy first. Uh, which reminds me, you definitely know your kids are competitive when they get triggered by Bruce Lee, especially when your daughter says, was Bruce Lee bad at anything? And I said, sure. Uh, fart control, eating too much soy. Fast forward, funny. Holla! But my son's still wetting himself like I did after waterboarding myself as a 12-year-old kid from trying to trick off but only succeeding in hosing myself down with a golden shower after Emmanuel after dark on Showtime, time seven, because I hadn't gotten into the puberty party just yet or bloomed under my fruit of the looms. Rodney lives. Fast forward funny. So to avoid becoming my son's permanent wet nurse, I'm going to groom a shallow beauty so he won't get lost in a deep enough focused thought without taking a midnight bathroom break because he identifies with Fatal Attraction Astronauts from NASA. And instead of rewatching the documentary on Andre the Giant on HBO, which focused on Andre's excessive drinking problem to drown out the pain of being treated like a regrettable freak of nature at Newark Airport that the 80s, we'll binge on keeping up with the sloppy third Kardashian sister since Kim backed out the study for a bar exam because social justice lawyers are so hot right now. I could buy my son a waterbed for his birthday to prevent more deep thought penetration. So instead of meditating on the rapidly encroachment of irreversible death like Hemingway does in Old Man in the Sea, my son can dream about the glory days of Boogie Nights porn pre-VHS tape before tied up white girls and crystal meth ruined the golden age of muff diving forever. Back when the mountain of muff on the milf Olga from Scandal in the Mansion <laughs> looked like a stack of Brillo pads on top of a Boston Slinky. I could deprogram deepness from my son by forcing him to sleep every night in a tanning bed instead of reading a poetry at night from Charles Bukowski about the serial bitterness and predictably dronish small soul producing dullness swallowing up our empty consumers' control lives as sloppy drunk hookers knock on his door and broken high heels at 2 o'clock in the morning for a change. We can start rehearsing his little man Trump impersonation after the deep state pricks him with the same dirty needle used to take out easy eat prevent him from running again. Random father in Katone asks, who are you for Halloween? Son says, little man Trump, who just tested HIV positive after Dr. Noki. Pricks me with the same dirty needle that the deep state used to take out easy. Do I have HIV? Yes, but my T-cell count numbers have never been stronger. But I like talking to my five-year-old son like he's my personal Talmudic joke whisperer manager. 
It's made for these times just for me. <laughs> Son says, Daddy, stop being an ancient moron. When are you going to record comedy record 119? Fast forward funny already. <laughs> and after you do that, if you remember, Johnny Cash, all his daughter, Roseanne Cash, she must learn to play 100 selected songs before she could say, I'll become a master working solo artist. Remember, Moron Son? I mean, I still like the title Genius on Tap. Um, a little bit better than Less Garbage Lines, but I would stick with Fast Forward Funny for now because you're failing at that uh, rapidly. So the more you say it, maybe the more you could actually... What do they say? The more you, you tell yourself a lie, the more you believe it. And uh, <laughs> in the end, uh, your self-delusion is all you've really got going to keep you hanging on through the night. Ha! Singularly special. Ha! Fast forward funny. Ha! Thank you very much! Think good and it will be good, Daddy. Like Rebbe Schmendel Schneerson said. You're always a genius, just like Jack Kerrick told himself. Remember? Mega dumb son. Even after writing Dharma Bums. Besides, I own you and you ain't poop without me, Daddy. So finish strong like Stallone does and over the top. None of this meet-me-halfway crap. Go for it all the way. Fight the good fight. Achieve perfect laughter with the gods. Loneliness as a gift to test your will to prove how much you really want it. What, Daddy? You've been reading me quotes from Bukowski and Goodreads since I was two. So get a win, agent. Read your entire manuscript for waste of height. Really short stories already, Daddy. Mom, we got you a fucking printer. Use it already. Then we can afford that comedy go-mobile going a book signing tour together. Then you get your paid stand-up comedy gigs, and you can finally get that out of your system and not feel like a delusional hack anymore. Ha! Better forget, more jokes for me, or more jokes for your comedy records. Got it? I can wear my Muscle Beach shirt when you do a book signing tour in Venice Beach. You about your handwriting? Fucking stamp it then. Ha! Make it unique. Also, but again, I get all the Black Sabbath records, get to do more matters with you, do more planks with you, while your Nespresso was being made, play blackjack with my Freddy Krueger cards with you, run the stairs at the high school together with you, and play more one-on-one -on -one ball with you in the yard with you, and make more mushroom cheddar omelets with you after being your homemade hummus tester when I'm not kicking your butt again in Trivia Pursuit for Kids before I start kindergarten next year, which evens out the suck a bit. <laughs> hey, Daddy, did you ever think I might pee in my bed? Because playing with Freddy Krueger cards would scare the piss out of any little dreamer at night. Whenever those images of a burnt serial killer come to life. And I say, thank God somebody in this relationship is playing with a full deck. Can I get a holla for Harker Hunger Rocks? That'd be my lucky number three. And for Robert Frost, who uh, cited a poem. From memory, da da da. It's only ten lines. Uh, JFK's inauguration, but I'm going to quote Robert Frost when he said that if it makes you cry when you read it, it can make others do the same. So thank you, Robert Frost, for your words of wisdom very, very much. Owner of a heavy heart, welcome to Rough Talk Rules. I'm your radio host, Solomon Kornbluth. Helping you work toward better tomorrows without your deadweight conversationalist ex-friends and romantic partners of years past. And today is Dumping Tips Tuesdays. But first, let's take a call from Robert Galler in Stanford, Connecticut. Hi, Robert. What's weighing down your heart today? Hi, Solomon. 
What's weighing down my heart today is being unemployed during the Passover season again. I'm losing heart from receiving more rejection emails from employers that read, What kind of moron son are you today? For thinking. You could mosey your zero-leverage, broke-down ass into our loving arms after a five-year vacation from life as a stay-at-home female comedian dad. I mean, shelter bump, jerk off. <laughs> You're obviously optionless and friendless in this world right now for a reason. Blog sets we can't verify don't count as a give-a-shit credentials for a copywriter position that requires at least five years of agency, copywriting experience, logging in like 75-hour work weeks, <laughs> sharing mock print ads for Woodford Reserve, Whiskey with headlines that is class on the glass aren't going to secure your broke down ass any invitations to interview for any creative professional role within our constellation of star powered creative technologists, designers, and Woody Ward Smith scribes at large. Okay! Titus Larry lives. Fast forward funny. Holla! Radio host Solomon says, I feel your pain, Robert. When was the last time you pulverized a vagina of any kind? I'm living in my grandma's old apartment, which reeks of middle-aged mildew malaise. Plus, I'm so broke, I can't afford my past cell phone. Do bill, past tomorrow. So, swiping over some random cum dumpster chick I met on sliderinastraightjacket.com isn't happening anytime soon either. I can't afford my oil bill or my electric bill, so I don't even have the option of electrocuting myself to death in my tub with a working toaster, from G for that matter. Even if I could convince an ex-booty call to drop by, she'd get cold feet upon entry because I haven't been able to afford a heating bill in months either. You know the price of gas is high when 10 bucks at the tank burns faster than a two-hit pinner. Robert Goller from Stanford, Connecticut says, Solomon Cornbooth laughs and says, You're a funny guy, Robert. Laughter is the best cure-all. Used to lighten the stressed-out load of fixed, ineffectual, stuck-in-a-ditch depression. That's squeezing the life out of your loving heart, making it borderline impossible to take semi-easy, deep breaths for more than two seconds at a time. I totally get it. My advice moving forward is to attend an open mic, which doesn't charge the one drink minimum, prepare some jokes about your non-existent love life on stage, or just rant and rave about how much your love life sucks compared to Martha Dumptruck and Heather's, and you'll feel less alone. And you're rapidly building misery. Chances are, if you're emotionally honest about what you hate about your past friends and former loves who left you for dead and kicked dirt in your premature grave, regardless of it being deserved or not, it will become impossible for the crowd to not empathize with what a decrepit sad sack shit sandwich you're forced to eat every day without sporting. It's an all good, all love, big pimpin', puff daddy vibe, baby, baby, along the way. It feels liberating and empowering to get out of your head, especially on stage from the strangers, because any form of comedy allows you to rewrite the narrative to your own liking while giving the golden opportunity to get in the last word or final laugh along the way. Who knows? You might even get lucky tonight. The lesbian poet's heart isn't into munching on far from scrumptious Thanksgiving vagina anymore either. Okay, I'll take one more caller before we, we start our fan favorite segment, Dumping Tips Tuesdays. Next up is a call from Lindsay Lamb from Louisville, Kentucky. My mom grew up down south in Kentucky. Although my ex-wife insists Kentucky is more Midwest South, Regardless, uh, finger food down there is considered anything that tastes like your cousin's panties. Hey now, Lindsay Lamb, you're on the air with Rough Talk Rules. How can I lighten your heavy heart today? Lindsay Lamb says, Today I show my daughter this pathway in the woods where I used to sneak through during lunch in 10th grade, grab some Burger King for lunch. I had to point out to my daughter how I used to go there alone for lunch. She made me feel a level of defensive embarrassment, which I never experienced until now when she said, Mommy, that's a really sad story, but I don't recall being completely miserable about housing a double Whopper with cheese and a chicken sandwich all by myself in the process. Daughter says, didn't you have anyone to share that food with? And I said, can you stop rubbing in me being an owner of a tubby heart? 
let me rephrase that. Bitch, can you stop rubbing in me being an owner of a tubby, heavy heart already? Solomon Cornbus says, look, Lindsay, I spent plenty of time eating lunch alone growing up. At the time, I never felt that so-and-so's presence would have made me more at peace with the world or provide any greater amount of endorphin releases than what the double whopper with cheese was giving me already. I wait at least two minutes for the cheese to melt on just right. God forbid. You shouldn't allow your daughter to make you feel shame 20 years after the fact. I'm assuming for being a friendless loner teenager at the time, like Lisa Simpson with a piss poor GPA, Roger Daltrey from The Who, who called high school a teenage wasteland for a reason. Maybe before Pete Townsend took up upon uh, doing opposite research, uh, when taking a deep dive into Pizzagate conspiracy theorists, when he decided to click on uh, soapy bottoms at nothing to see here at moveon.org. <laughs> because Pete Towns in that case, uh, I guess, wanted to get a, a better view despite his claims of being able to see for miles and miles. <laughs> Fast forward, funny. Thank you very much. Maybe reframe your solo lunches in the 10th grade with me, myself, and I to your daughter as self-care dates, solo shrink time, or in the spirit of the late, great Warren Zevon, splendid isolation, I don't need no one, ha, Zevon lives, Zevon's out for Cornbooth and the motherfucking house, ha, fast forward 40, thank you very much, but now, it's time for Dumping Tips Tuesdays. If you give a friend a thoughtful gift, like a John Candy biography, with an inscription you wrote inside it, without receiving a thank you note or word of acknowledgement in return, it just proves you weren't as close as you imagined. But don't dwell on infusing more specialness into your so-called friendship. Instead, slap yourself on the shoulder for possessing a more active imagination than that person is ever capable of possessing. <laughs> but so-called friendship works both ways. So let's say you claim to be friends with someone from high school 25 years ago after the fact, but have zero desire in seeing their newborn kid with zero plans to remember their kid's name ever, then it's safe to say you're a shit friend. We should have been dumped before the relationship went to shit in the first place. So always remember, don't act like your shit doesn't stink when it does, or else you come across as an insanely judgy, bigger-headed prick than the rest. So be less shitty to yourself today, and do what you want to do, like eating alone for lunch, without shitting on yourself, for not having any deadweight conversations with friends to invite for the privilege of being in your splendid company, after all. Ha! Busted Beauty. Busted Beauty, otherwise known as Becca Cornbluth, was in no singing mood on St. Patrick's Day, especially during the chanting portion of her bat mitzvah. That a Torah scroll to hide her nose behind, which she inherited from her mom's black Irish side. Still, Becca wasn't too green with envy on her 13th birthday, compared to Ivanka Trump's daughter, most likely chanted her half-Torah portion of Mandarin. In fact, Becca was feeling a tad luckier than most, since she struck up a platonic relationship with her best and only real friend, Joshua Prize, who turned her on to Phil Lynott's soul man-and-a-half stylings as a lead bassist and head frontman singer-songwriter behind Thin Lizzy, who actually looked black Irish from head to toe in real life, who sported the supersized Fly Guy 70s afro to match. Getting back into Thin Lizzy wasn't the easiest sell, despite Phil Lynott being considered Dublin's answer to the biracial Bruce Springsteen of his day because she associated everything Irish with her busted-looking nose with a bump on top. And no amount of Irish spring, when applied, could smooth her ruptured soul. After the time, she was forced to feel excluded because of her looks during a game of spin the 
the Guinness bottle on St. Patrick's Day on a birthday, no less, which is the double whammy of in-your-face shame. It was one year ago when Becca was forced to hide in the closet at Joshua's birthday party, who was born on St. Patrick's Day, too. So maybe there was some truth behind there being a thing called luck of the black Irish after all. Normally, Becca didn't attend many birthday parties. Instead, spending her free time at home, listening to Neil Diamond's record, Hot August Nights, while reading Crack Magazine. As her black Irish mom, who inherited a piss-poor tolerance for even low-alcohol lagers like Killian's Red, yelled at her dad, Michael Cornbluth, for not touching her anymore, which made her feel like a busted, broken beauty inside. But tonight was different. Because Joshua Prize was a transfer student from Park Slope, Brooklyn. And not having any friends... In his new suburban hamlet, otherwise known as Cronin Falls, 45 minutes north of New York City, home of the ultimate St. Patrick's Day parade, he struck up a friendly conversation with Becca after the teacher announced the classroom birthdays, despite both of them refusing to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. Joshua Pye's excuse was that he didn't think green was the most flattering color on him, which made his hazel eyes look downer heavier than usual. Plus, his Jewish father, who married an Irish lassie, also was beat up by Irish kids growing up in Brooklyn, who call him... Christ killer at nauseum, insisting his ancestors were nine degrees separated from Don Rickles' family line of insult comedians, responsible for heckling the Romans into crucifying Jesus to death. So sporting green on St. Patrick's Day didn't make Joshua feel so money mighty on Beat Up the Jew Day for being associated with alien blood colonizing bloodsuckers who controlled the Federal Reserve and all the banks in the North Pole, too. So when Joshua Price was given the opportunity to make an impression... When introducing himself to the class, he did. Joshua says, probably wondering why I'm not wearing green today. A classmate yells, because you're a dirty, gay Jew bastard. Joshua says, I was going to say Celtic shirts, dark and my inner light, and look to regular drive for my taste, but close enough. Anyway, I'm having a St. Patrick's Day birthday at my parents' house tonight, which also happens to be my birthday. We called the pool green, hired House of Pain and DJ, and brought in a brick oven pizza oven that was hand-tiled in Italy that will be serving all the pesto pizza pies you can eat. Party starts at 7. Hope to see you all there, especially Becca. She's an extra loosey-goosey live world one, I could tell. The entire class last was surging derision, despite Joshua letting up a wink of smile at Becca from afar, while looking directly through her soul, which screamed, You're one in a million, kid. New love is back in town. Two seconds into the party, Liam O'Reilly insists they play a game of spin the bottle. But only if Joshua and Becca hide in the closet, because they refuse to wear a shirt that says, Kiss me, I'm Irish. Becca and Joshua oblige. Becca hunches over in a rather spacious closet while fighting off hanging minks and leather jackets to get a clear view of Joshua, whose father, Stephen Price, was a big-time TV development executive in Manhattan for FX, who greenlit It's Always Sunny Philadelphia and Rescue Me. Finally, Becca fights with the endless jackets and her eyes meet Joshua's piercing hazelnut eyes. She goes in for a kiss. Joshua backs away. Becca says, why don't you want to kiss me? Joshua says, I'm just nervous about kissing you, Becca, because I've never kissed a girl before. Becca says, that makes two of us for now. Joshua consents he'll wreck Becca's self-esteem for the foreseeable future if he doesn't try to get into kissing her immediately. Joshua leans in to kiss Becca with his eyes closed, and they clank their teeth together, showcasing 0.0 kissing chemistry whatsoever. Becca says, so we're not meant to be starry-eyed cross lovers Then Joshua. We could still be friends, right? Joshua says, do you want to try jamming a Guinness bottle up my ass to see if I like it? <laughs> I saw them do this with a girl in a movie called I Spit in Your Grave once. They both exude a nervous yet hearty laugh, neither of them being able to tell if Joshua was, wasn't more half-serious than half-joking or not. Now Becca stands tall over the bima, which is the elevated stage in synagogue, where she performs her speech to commemorate the completion of her 
bat mitzvah. It says, one time a dear friend told me, rejection toughens you up for more rejection. Yet I stopped feeling excluded from happy St. Patrick's Day since Joshua Price came into my life. All of a sudden, my birthday felt pregnant with feel-good possibility again. I no longer felt the need to bury my nose in AP chemistry books during science camp to hide my market shame. I've wanted a nose job for the longest time. Originally, it was the only reason I decided to study for my bar mitzvah after my dear dad bribed me with bar mitzvah money to pay for it. But I don't mind my nose anymore since my friend Joshua gave it a positive spin. After a game of spin the bottle on our birthdays, we were forced to set up the game in a closet at his parents' house amongst ourselves no less. Joshua said, don't blame your mom for your busted nose. Busted beauty. Blame your gay closeted dad <laughs> for getting too drunk to pull out again. Who cares if you inherited your mom's busted nose or not? Your dad's the one you should be pissed off at, especially knowing how he wants you to use your own bot mitzvah money to pay for a corrective nose surgery that he played the leading role in creating. At the same time, you can't be too mad at Pops because he gave me you, a busted beauty. I could finally call my own. Granted, our kissing chemistry is non-existent, but love was back in town the day we met in chemistry class. And we could always produce a test two baby together, if you'd like. Like the late, great Phil Lena on Thin Lizzy fame once said, if you've got nothing but a sense of humor, you will survive. And we've got each other's back, no matter what. Who cares if you prefer girls? But not when I dress up like one in a pink wig either. Purr, stick together, right? Hey, we just added ourselves while stuck in the closet, no less. Regardless, you'll always be my favorite busted beauty, Becca. And I said, Joshua, stop being such a drama queen already. Then we reemerge from the closet. We'll the game spin the bottle resumes among all the other partygoers. And I go in to kiss Joshua on the lips one last time. And he arches his back to avoid my incoming kiss before cracking his head in the corner of the wall, which required 13 stitches soon after. So what's my takeaway hypothesis, ladies and gentlemen, and boys who haven't located the nutsacks yet? He's only a fag hack if you marry him. Besides, no busted beauties are perfect. <laughs> Slut in a straitjacket. David Cornblue just finished sucking the balls. His college roommate at NYU and felt ultra gay about it. He looked at the mirror, thinking, why did it taste right in my mouth but not right right now? <laughs> why am I feeling a sense of self-imposed gay shame, regret after coming in my normal two seconds flat prior? I still haven't lost my virginity, so I don't know what I'm missing out on otherwise. Did I enjoy slobbering all over the girl in Israel at the kibbutz, who was solid 7.9 by ultra-hot Israeli girl standards, to the point where her face resembled a wet mop? Soon after, because I had no form of kissing style or technique to draw from just yet. Yes, but I'm not jerking off the fantasies of clanking teeth with her again and feeling up her non-existent tits either. Instead, I get way more sexually aroused at the thought of grabbing my roommate's cock that's tucked away neatly in his jeans and his tidy whities before I sock on his salty, tasty balls. As I'm done licking my lips at the thought of playing footsie with him again, naked in his parents' bathtub next time they leave the city for an early Hamptons retreat. I used to blow off homework to watch the cherry pie girl video for months at a time. How did I ever come to this? Now David Cornbluth, a 19-year-old freshman auditions for America's top shocker at the college radio station, who grew up listening to Howard Stern before he came out as weird, weak, woke Howard, who failed to give his longtime fans sustained stiffage of any kind. For his audition, David Cornbluth recruited a Jewish sex therapist who used to work as a transvestite worker to pay for her PhD in psychology from Columbia prior. David Cornbluth Propositioned her after hearing her give a guest lecture in his freshman psychology class called My Favorite Sexual Deviance that framed famed homosexual artists such as William Burroughs, D.H. Lawrence, Oscar Wilde, and Mario Cantone as brave souls who lived out their fantasies despite so-called claims of them suffering from 
a far left mental disease. His exact pitch was, Dr. Ballstein, I have a chronic masturbation problem and bisexual leanings, and I'm interested in hearing your real thoughts on my sexually obsessed leanings while I interview you in our local college radio station at NYU. It's a mock audition interview, so I don't have the sex talk radio host job yet, but with you in my corner, I think it's a promising start for good things to come. Dr. Ballstein is flattered and impressed by David Sudo developing confidence for only a college freshman at NYU and says, sounds splendid. I'll get you dressed up extra nice. David Cuomo says, you can also wear a nice pair of white jeans if you'd like. Now the audition interview is in session with Dr. Balsing, and David Cornbluth gets his party started. So Dr. Balsing, are you born with homoerotic urges, or are they only activated when someone else pushes you in that direction? Like suggesting you jerk each other off the scandal in the mansion before the Giants game on Sunday. Dr. Balsing says, famed scientist Alfred Kinsey wrote a book called Sexual Behavior in the Human Mind, the Human Male, and claimed that no one is really 100% gay, straight gay, or... While famed writer Gore Vidal said there's no such thing as gay, only homosexual acts. Or, like Lenny Bruce said, after a man has been holed up in prison for 20 years, he'll do mud. David Cornbush says, Do you think I plaster my teen room walls with pictures of half-naked hair metal gods like Sebastian Bach from Skid Row and the King of Cock Rock, Vince Neil, and his tight leather pants because I long to be them or in them? Dr. Ballstein says, I think it means you're attracted to a more feminine, pretty face type. David Kornbluth doesn't know what comes over him, never coming close to broadcasting his homosexual desires to anybody, let alone on the radio, the entire NYU campus to hear, regardless of it just being an audition or not, and says, yeah, but I got a jerk butt at school, and when I'm sucking his balls for the Giants play and in between commercials, I'm not thinking about his highly defined cheekbones or pencil-thin lips either. Dr. Balsing says, so you're a sucker for balls. Join the club. Life sucks without them in your mouth for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I agree. If you're going to fag out, might as well go all the way. Which reminds me, I wore those tight white jeans that you requested. See anything you'd like? I haven't squeezed into these bad boys in years. They're literally bursting at the seams, especially around my zipper part. It just so happens that David's freshman roommate overheard this beyond steamy audition interview, which drove him to a crazed rage to the point where he greeted him back in the dorm room with a kick in the nuts before smashing his Nintendo Wii console on his head, which cracked into yelling, that's the last time I'll be touching your balls ever again, Dick. Now David Cornbooth was sent to a mental hospital in Westchester County for his shock jock antics after his roommate called his parents to tell them their son is a lying fag who deserves to be locked up in a loony bin to electroshock the lying, scheming fag out of him once and for all. His parents abided in a New York minute. Ten years gone. David Cornbluth is still in the mental hospital, yet his popularity as their own shock jock Radio host continues to rise. The electroshock therapy, which David derided as shock jock treatment, only made him gayer about being perceived as a freaky, deranged, wild man fruitcake, especially when laughing at his own jokes on air again, like the time he launched his pilot show at the mental hospital and says, Welcome to homosexual talk. I'm the hilarious gay friend you never had, otherwise known as America's top shocker. Although, if my parents acknowledge my existence over dinner with friends ever... I'm referred to as slut in a straitjacket. Holla! Fast forward funny. Thank you! Very much.